timeouts left. The Lakers have two. Bryant to shot. You know, guys, um, I'm not going to lie. Every time we've played that introduction now, what, three, four episodes? I'm still very proud of myself for it. I'm not proud of myself often, but that's like one of my, like, <laughs> I can toot my horn on that one. So, yeah, good. that's legit, good, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think yeah, we all are, are very impressed and we think it's pretty dope. Took me 30 minutes. How about that? Yeah. Well, with that being said, all joking aside, everybody, hello and welcome. To this week's edition of the 48 Minutes Basketball Network podcast. Uh, what an unbelievable week we had last week covering college hoops, some great games. But we're here to talk about the big boys, where the big boys play, as Sean likes to reference from his WCW fandom. Um, and we're really excited. It's our pre Thanksgiving episode. So we're going to get into a few things. We're going to talk about some happiness in the league. We're going to talk about some bummers. And we're going to debut a new segment tonight. Uh, so we're really pumped here. Before we get started, I'm going to go around and introduce our team. Of course, Mr. Sean Mackey. Sean was with me last week at the Truist Arena. Check out our website for all the highlights of the NKU Cincinnati game. Uh, one of the most fun atmospheres of a game I've ever been to, uh, fan or no fan. Greatest, greatest regular season victory in Northern Kentucky basketball history. Yeah, absolutely. Very fun. Such a good time. Be part of that. Hey, just yeah. to give you guys, too, just to give you guys props, man, we had it covered. One of the biggest games in in the in our area, and you guys had it covered. I mean, from tweets to pictures to interview. I mean, forty eight minutes network had it on lockdown. Our team, our team had a had one of the best best games in this area in a long time. One of the best upsets in this area in a long time. And forty eight minutes had it covered. You guys did great. So much that I literally walked on the floor while they were storming the court just to make oh. sure I got photos. <laughs> I text uh, Ryan and Trent, our photographers, and said, hey, guys, just so you know, if NK wins, they're likely going to storm the court. Don't get injured. So yeah. everyone survived. We all had a great time. Uh, so let's go ahead. And as you heard the voice there of our good friend, Mr. Ben Brown, what's good with you, my friend? Man, wonderful, man. It's basketball. It's almost almost high school basketball season. So yeah. we're here. NBA's been going strong. So uh, just ready to talk more hoops, man. I love it. And then this gentleman here is back and hanging with us. It's the first time we've had the four. I had two weeks off from this network, guys. That's like a record. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, you weren't really, you weren't really off. You were off yeah. doing other. It's right, like I, I said, it's my favorite, it's my favorite thing to say about Tim. I, I, we used to joke when he couldn't make things and we would say, oh, can't make a sports thing. Got another sports thing. Right. <laughs> that's, that's Tim. That's Tim. That's true. So Ben, if you could please uh, introduce uh, our good friend here as oh, you yeah. do every time we're all together. Oh yeah, my man, my brother, my ace Buku, my number one, Joshua Odellis, Forellis, Montellus, Overzealous. Hey, what's good, my brother? Man, I, I tell you, these are my favorite shows when it's all four of us together, Me man, because the, the banter goes back and forth. And I and I just like at some point we're all just going to be cracking up laughing at something. So oh, I, yeah. I like to get started and uh, talking basketball. So I'm ready. 
Well, Josh, I'm glad you want to get started because you're the guy that's running SAG 1. You get to take the point guard <laughs> spot in the half court here. And we're going to talk about this unbelievable fun start, finally giving the fans <clears throat> hope of the Sacramento Kings, formerly the Cincinnati Royals. Please bring those jerseys back for a game or two. I'm not asking for much. Um, <laughs> they did it in the Mike Baby Chris Weber era. Just do it again. If you want to create that feeling you gave Kings fans 27 years ago, do it again. Okay. All right. Anyway, that's just my little rant. So, Josh, they're nine and six. They're on a six game win streak. They currently have a 3.9 point differential positive. In the win streak, it's over 10 points a game. They're the number two offense in the league uh, with offensive rating at 118.6. Their defense leaves a lot to be desired, you know, but they're a young ball club. That kind of happens with them. But their net rating is a positive 3.8, good enough for number eight in the league. So if you guys remember throughout the offseason, we all kind of talked about, like, we think this could potentially be a team that surprises some people. And I know it's a lot to say because it's the Kings and a lot of people were like, yeah, whatever. But I've been so impressed with them. Uh, De'Aaron Fox has finally taken that step we all have wanted him to take. He's looked tremendous, especially during this win streak. Having Domata Sabonis and their PNR is really good. And Keegan Murray is only getting better week by game in and game out. So, Josh, bring you in here, my friend. Tell us what you think about this run for the Sacramento Kings. All right. So, first and foremost, um, they started off the season 0-4. So... They played Portland, Clippers, Warriors, Grizzlies. That's a pretty rough start to a schedule um, just based off of what those teams were potentially going to do. And then since then, they are nine and two. Yeah. Which is which is even crazier than that nine and six and six in a row. Um, they have six players that are average in double figures. They have... You know, we can start going into like the, the whole analytic stuff and all the the um, the, the crazy stats. But um, a couple of things I want to mention. Um, they're scoring 142.8 points per 100 possessions. Um, five, all five of their starters are shooting. Um, their true shooting is above 60 percent. Uh, <laughs> um I think we already knew that what we were getting out of a couple of the players on this team, you know, Sean mentioned it early on. He was waiting for, you know, this team to kind of step up and, and be the fun team that we all wanted to watch play. We already knew they had De'Aaron Fox. Um, you know, he's, he's a superstar in the making and it was just a matter of time before he kind of elevated his game. We didn't know what we were thinking when they were going to trade away Halliburton. Um, they got Sabonis back in the deal, but, when you look at these guys and you look at them on paper, man, um, they look like they're the real deal now. And um, I don't know how far this is going to go. Um, I know sometimes people want to say, oh, well, look at who they beat. Look at who they're playing. But for me, anytime you have a six game winning streak in the NBA, like you can only play who's on your schedule. And um, we've put six teams in front of them and they have beaten those six teams. Um, they have beaten the Lakers, Golden State, Brooklyn, San Antonio, Detroit um, in their last five. And we've seen that Golden State is starting to play a little better. Brooklyn's starting to play a little better. We were kind of um, not really sure what San Antonio was going to do. We don't really know what Laker team is ever going to show up. And, you know, Detroit's still young and they're, and they're kind of um, without still trying to – yeah, they're without Cade and they're still trying to figure themselves out. So you got that. But they also beat Cleveland. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Cleveland definitely is a team that we all have picked that can make some noise in the East. So it's not like they've just had this schedule where, you know, they've just had a bunch of bums that they're playing. Like they're, they're playing some decent teams. And like you said, during that winning streak, I mean, listen to these numbers they're putting up. 127, 120, 122, 153, 130, 137. They're they're scoring like the Denver Nuggets back in the early uh, late 80s and early 90s, man. This is kind of ridiculous, the amount of numbers that they're putting up scoring-wise. And their defense has been a lot better as well, too. So um I'm I'm sold on them right now. I don't know where this is gonna go, but I feel the 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 basketball that they're playing at this exact moment. You know, you got Sabonis averaging 18 and 11. Um it, it's it's fun to watch, and I and I've actually got to see them play on TV a couple times. I mean, they absolutely drilled Brooklyn the other night when they were playing, and they were they were just lighting it up from everywhere. And um, I can't wait to see how far this winning streak goes. Um, I haven't looked to see who they play next. Uh, looks like ooh, they play the Grizzlies tomorrow. So, but the Grizzlies without uh, the Grizzlies are without player. Ja. So their next five, they go yeah. Grizzlies, Hawks, Celtics, Suns, Pacers. So I think we're about to find out what they're really actually made of. Yeah, that was going to be yeah. my point. Like, that's that's the true test is these next five. Now, first, I mean, granted, you do get the Grizzlies without draw, without Jaw and uh, Bane. I think Bane is out as well. Yeah, There's he is. A, um, I think uh, I think Jaron's out again. Is he out too? So Yeah, they're well, out I mean, three best players. I was going to say, yeah. So they're without their three best players. Um, so it'll be interesting to see that, uh, and their next their next five will be a true test of can the can the offensive uh, juggernaut still be effective with their lack of defense because the teams they're playing uh, can score the basketball. So well, it'll be interesting to see how they do how that how these even next if five we, um, even if we go their next eight throw the Clippers and the Bucks and the Cavs in there as well too. Oh yeah, so. Yeah, we're, we're about to find out what Sacramento is really made of. And yeah. Ben, in that five, um, which we're probably going to talk about here in a second, like they're playing the Pacers, which right now is not an easy out either. Nope. <laughs> so, yeah. no, um, I'm real. I'm, I'm real interested to see where this Sacramento Kings team is going to go. Like I said, Sean, I'm piggybacking off of you. You said that you feel like this team should be really fun to watch. You're waiting for them to put it all together. It seems like it's starting to happen right in front of our eyes, but. We're gonna to have to wait and see just a little bit longer to see if it's actually put together or not. I'm I'm not completely sold on them yet. I'm not completely sold just because it's the Kings. Live in the moment for once in your life, Sean. I'm I try, man. I try, but when I do that, I just get burned. I get burned so hard. I I will say this. Um, I don't know if they're number two offense in the league good all year. Um, I do agree that that, but like, and I, they're they're definitely going to hit slides. But I certainly think they're good enough to be a play-in team, potentially sneak in oh, yeah. as they out of the play-in and actually get like that seven seed. I mean, you know, being that top please. six, please, and, um, please. They're another team that like I haven't heard anything, I haven't looked at anything, but they're a team that has a lot of money, and they mm-hmm. have that Harrison Barnes deal. They can also flip for more money to a team that's looking to like just rebuild. Uh, we'll probably talk about that through like through February, but I think there are, you know, before we get to our next topic, um, give a shout out to Mike Brown, man. Like he's, we don't know how long this is going to last, but he's done a hell of a job coaching those young dudes and like taking that warriors culture and bringing it there. has been really impressive. I've never thought he was a bad coach. I haven't either. Um, 
Yeah. And there's one, there's one guy I do want to shout out on the Kings team right now. Cause I, I really think when you put this in a perspective of how crazy this is, so they picked up uh, Kevin Herter this year. Mm-hmm. And so he's, yeah. he's averaging almost 17 points a game. And here's the crazy part is he is shooting 50% from the field and almost 50% from three point range. He's 49 and a half percent from three point range. Um, that's nuts. Yeah. And that's on a clip. That's on a clip of shooting seven and a half threes a game. Damn. So it's not like, it's not like he's just barely shooting threes. Like he's firing yeah. them up. Yeah. Um, through 14 games this year, De'Aaron Fox is like nearly 80% higher than his career high in field goal percentage. And wow. is by far and away his highest three point percentage. De'Aaron Fox is shooting 38% from three right now. So nice. Kudos. Remember. Keep it up. We're fans. We're loving it. Yeah. Let's go. Yep. All right. So let's keep the good vibes going, shall we? You know, it's Thanksgiving week. We're going to have a good time tonight here on the show. And uh, I know Ben is really going to enjoy this particular segment because the Indiana Pacers just do not believe in rebuilding. They're like, all right, yeah, we'll have a bad year. We'll get Ben Matherin, and then we'll be right back to being pretty damn good. And um, by the way, they're pretty damn good. So also nine and six. Winners of six of their last seven. Play the Magic again tonight. Uh, I don't want to talk about the last Magic game. Uh, hurt my wallet. Um, they're the number, <laughs> they are the number eight offensive rating in the league. They are number two in assist percentage, which is super impressive with two young guards. And then their net rating currently is number 12. Very similar like layout to the Kings where veteran coach, really young, learning how to play defense, but can shoot the lights out. And remember... If the Lakers say yes to that Westbrook trade, none of this is happening. So maybe they should have sent Rob Polinka like a nice Christmas ham or something. Yeah, you ain't lying. You're not lying about that. Um, it is. They are similar to the Kings. Um, they're a team that's learning to play together. I, I'll tell you this. Um, that Miles Turner's return, I mean, he missed the first five games. His return to the lineup has been huge. Um you know, the guy's averaging three blocks a game, 18 points a game, uh, almost nine rebounds a game. Um, and, and I know that we had talked about him possibly being a part of some kind of trades or deals, but he's been huge. Uh, his return has been huge for this lineup. Um, we're getting, you know, Matherin has, has played well. Um, you know, of course, Halliburton is the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. He's been just unreal um, this this stretch. I mean, he's he's averaging twenty and uh, he's got to averaging twenty points, ten and a half assists, and four almost five rebounds a game. Uh, so they're they're a young team. They've been you know that's another they're another team too that's benefited from a kind of a weak schedule. But like Josh said, you only play who's in front of you. So um, you know they got the return of of Miles Turner. Uh, their guards are playing well. Buddy Hield is is shooting the lights out. Um, I think I, I was looking at their percentages, their two-point percentages of their starters. And like Halliburton's shooting uh, 57% from the field. He'll shooting 53. Smith's shooting 54. Miles Turner's shooting 60. Um, Aaron Naismith, who's been actually a, a really big pickup for us, he's shooting 46, uh, 46 from the field. Matherin's shooting 45. I mean – We've gotten some big contributions, and we're shooting the ball fairly well. Um, you know, I think that offensively we're doing well. Defensively, we're still trying to get together. Almost kind of like the Kings. 
Um, so we're, we're figuring it out. But Miles Turner has been a huge part of that. His return has been a huge part of that. And, and I think that what they have is sustainable because they have good guard play. Hey, can we can we um, can we lobby for if Miles Turner can play, you know, at least qualifying games, we can lobby for defensive player of the year. It's got to happen feel, at some point, right? Yeah, at some point. Yeah, I feel like, like I feel like he's been there, and then something's happened where he's gotten hurt, or you, you might feel that he's gotten robbed here and there. But like, I don't care. Averaging three box blocks a game in this day and age in the NBA is kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. And he's, I mean, he's been lights out, man. I mean, he's he's played really well. Just all around game, all he's he's played well. Well, yeah, and you've had guys like Jalen Smith step up and play well. well um, this team Smith. is, yeah. I mean, this team has just begotten really deep, really fast. Like Tim said, like like we thought. I really thought we were going into a rebuild, but I mean, Rick Carlisle's done a great job with with putting a good roster together once again. Like we've talked about, this is what Rick Carlisle does. So maybe they kind of um, are starting. Still- Maybe they are in the rebuild that we're not realizing because their team is really young. Yeah. It's they really young. I mean, yeah. Yep. They are super yeah. young. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, think – I go ahead. No, go ahead, John. I'm sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, I you know, I, I think we're kind of undervaluing Jalen Smith, how well he's been playing yeah. for the Pacers this year. I mean, he's averaging 11 and 8 uh, against the Houston Rockets the other night. He ended up grabbing 18 boards. He had three blocks, four assists, and 10 points. I mean, he looked great. Um, Having a guy like him, kind of a Taj Gibson type guy who can do some dirty work like that. Great cops. Great cops. I see you with your Taj Gibson. I see you. Like, he's he's that kind of guy, except Jalen Smith does occasionally, every once in a blue moon, um, shoot a (laughs) three-pointer. Yeah. And we're without well, I mean we're without Duarte too, so he's been hurt. Well, and and I feel like Ben Matherin has really, yeah. really benefited from that. I mean, yeah, Duarte is it I feel like we were talking a lot about Duarte at this part of the, the season last year. Yeah. And with what Ben Matherin is already their second leading scorer right now, he has benefited yeah. more than anything from Duarte kind of stepping back. So um, you know, props to him for, you know, going up and, and snagging, you know. Those points. Yeah, uh, I had to give Tim credit on that one, man. He, when we got when we picked up Matherin in the draft, Tim was super excited. I, I mean, I was excited too, but but Tim, of course, follows the college game way more than I do, and he was like, "That's a steal. You guys got a steal." I was blown away. Um, I'm still kind of blown away. The Pistons took Jaden Ivey. Not that I think he's a bad player. I just right. thought the two ahead of him were probably a little better, being Ben Matherin and um, Keegan Murray. Yeah, and um, look, Keegan Murray's still kind of getting his feet underneath him in the NBA, while Ben Matherin's shining. And I think uh, Jaden Ivey's had some good moments too. But yeah. you know, it's on a really rough Pistons team. I'm really excited about. The- They're another team too that's like, what decision do they make come February? Do they decide like we're going to go for this? We're going to try to make a run at the playoffs, or do they kind of sit back and kind of keep developing the young guys and let things figure out as it goes? I just don't think like Kevin Pritchard's the kind of guy that's going to be like, I know we went to rebuild, but we're going to keep the rebuild going. I feel like if he's like, we can snag a playoff spot and get a home game in the postseason, like, let's go for that. Let's make it happen. And there's plenty of guys out there. Truthfully, you mentioned Chris Duarte's out. I think like when he comes back, I don't think they necessarily need Buddy Heald anymore. I think they shop him for the best situation they can get. Um, Absolutely. I think Miles Turner, what really has jumped out the most for him is on the offensive side. Watch him in a yeah. pick and roll and just how he dives to the rim now is like 
He was always yeah. good at it, but now he's like mastered it. Yeah. Like when, yeah. when he sits, it's awesome. So well, I, I, think really, really helped, it. I think what's helped that though is that that he's got shooters around, you know what I mean? Yes. So like there's not so many guys in the lane. He can dive to where he needs to be and score those, you know, eight to ten foot buckets or slams or whatever it is. Cause if you dive on him, I mean you've got healed, you've got Matherin, you've got uh you got all these shooters out there. So I mean it, it's it's a uh you know, you can't just go in there and try to protect the paint um and not and not get to the shooters that the Pacers have so don't sleep I mean don't sleep on Turner because he's he's shooting 40 percent from three-point range it's not oh, yeah. like he can't step yeah. out and take that shot no yeah yeah he can shoot that thing too absolutely hey, I want to mention one thing before we go forward um because I didn't I didn't think anything about this quote when it when it happened but you guys remember when Matherin was getting drafted and they asked him a question and he said I don't think anybody's better than me and he was like, specifically at LeBron, he said, he's going to have to show him that he's better than me. And when he said that, I was like, man, this dude's coming in here just like straight shooting. And um, but um, I think at this moment, not saying he's better than LeBron by no means, but I'm saying like he's literally trying to back up everything that he's ever said on the court right now. And um, he's super explosive, man, like ungodly explosive. Yeah, I- I know there was a big reason Sean Miller wanted him in Arizona so badly. And of course he got let go for he could coach him, but he did everything he possibly could to get that guy to play at Arizona. And you're seeing why yeah. um, I like this team, man. I would like, I, I think they're really fun. I think they got a lot of bright future and I want to see them make some moves. Like I would love to see Indiana get back to that, like era where they're facing the heat in the Eastern conference finals and maybe yep. even win one would be cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think at this point, though, you hold on to Miles Turner. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tim, I think you're exactly right. I think Buddy Heald is the one where I think when if if Duarte comes back and we think he can be the player that we think he can be, Buddy Heald is that piece where you can you can make a move and 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 get a guy that could fill a spot for you. Um, The Pacers are the baby Splash Brothers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we talked about like some happy spirits and good vibes. And unfortunately, we got to bring the vibes down a little bit here. Uh, as now Sean gonna, pulls his hood up. and Now we're going to uh, bring the music, I'm about to now bring my the music down a little bit. <laughs> so, you know, 75% of this show really love a team by the name of um, the Chicago Bulls, who are losers of six of their last seven, mm. are now six and ten. A team that has Nikola Vucevic, DeMar DeRozan, and Zach Levine is 22nd in the league in offense right now. Um, I can't believe they're actually like pretty decent defensively. That blows my mind, but that's not why we're here. Um, this has been really disappointing. Uh, CBS Sports, I believe it was Gary Parish today wrote the article saying the Bulls are the ideal rebuild situation now uh, with everything going on with the fact that that pick that they owe Orlando this year is top four protected. They still owe San Antonio a pick. Uh, they have the Portland pick this year. I can't remember what the protections are on that, but at the moment it stands currently that the Bulls have that selection. So, Sean, I'm so sorry to bring you in for this. We've been talking about it forever on chat, but this isn't fun like it was at this point last year. With the Bulls pillow in the background. <laughs> He's got his Bulls stuff in the background. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Chicago's had a rough couple weeks. This is not a team that I love. Uh, 
They didn't do much in the offseason. I know we've talked about this team a little bit too much over the last couple months. But, uh, you know, you have to re-sign Zach Levine or you lose him, right? Okay, right. you've got the asset. you got to do it regardless of circumstance. I I still think that's the right move. I'm not – there's some people that are out there like absolutely crazy Bull fans that are just like, oh, we shouldn't have did it. And I'm like, no, he's an asset – you're going to be able to get something for him. He's still an all-star player. Okay. He had one really, really bad game. Unfortunately, it was a really, really, really bad game. So they played the Orlando magic the other night. um, And the Orlando magic are not a good team. They're not a good team. They're, they're kind of a fun team, but they're not a good team. Um, The bulls should be a good team. They have three all-star players right now. Um, also, Ayu DeSumo, I think he's been great. Um, but Zach Levine, 25 minutes, four points, five rebounds, two assists. 215 million or 250 million? Biggest contract in Bulls history. In Bulls history. And, and that's what you get. Now, DeMar DeRozan, who we thought was dead in the water two seasons ago has been playing his ass off. Like I will never, ever comment poorly on DeMar DeRozan. He goes out there and plays every game. Like it's less, even that game, 41 points, four rebounds, two assists. They were up by five with what? 30 seconds left in that game. Yep. How do you, how do you lose? How do you lose? Unless you are trying. Is this is, is this like a like a blue chip situation where someone's shaving points? Was was happy paying somebody? What it, what is going on here? Also, I am out on Patrick Williams. I'm done. Bye. Bye. Me too. Me too. Out on Are, Patrick Williams. Ooh, that's I'm big. out. I'm out. I, I, he was a big part of your. He was a no. big part of your. Like, hold on. We were talking about this the, the one time before. Like, you wouldn't trade him for. Uh, for oh cat. my gosh, who were we talking? Who was it? Yeah, for cat. Yeah. So no, no, no. I I I would I would trade him. Tim wouldn't. I wouldn't trade him. Yeah. I think it just really irritates me. So Sean mentioned Orlando. And it's like, yeah, they're not a good team yet, but their player development has shown to be really impressive. And Indiana, I mean, their player development is very impressive. Milwaukee. Um you know, Golden, Golden State, State, obviously, Miami, right. even. I know they haven't had the best of year. Like the Bulls draft all these guys. And look, I've been very excited for every first round pick they've made since marketing because I thought they were good players. Like I thought Patrick Williams was great in college. And it's, you know, everything you read about his draft workouts and how he moved himself up the board was great. But they can't even play him in the second half. And then, you know, Kobe White, who I was like, he's the, at the worst is going to be the six man microwave. And he gets hurt all the time. Um, Dale and Terry, I was like, fine with. He's a middle first rounder. You don't expect a whole lot from him. You know, he's there to play no. defense. Not even the rotation. They have 11 guys in the rotation. Their first round picks not even in the rotation, which is 11 guys in the rotation tells you everything you need to know about where they're at right now. And then Io's fine. It's like, and if you look at the way Billy's drafted since he became the head coach, he's drafted the defensive guys first, which is great. Uh, you know, it's a good idea to build that identity. But they are just not good at developing people. Like, look, look at Wendell Carter right now. I, we talk about this trade all the time. The Bulls 
every team makes that trade for Vooch. Every team. No one mm-hmm. doesn't make that deal. But it has not aged well at all. Vooch is like deteriorated so much. And Wendell Carter is the best player on that Magic team. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, that's not saying much. Look at their roster and look at the talent level. They're just learning how to play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He's really good. And then Marketin, who I know there's a lot of like, eh, okay, whatever. It's Lori Marketin. Like at some point, 15 ballin'. game, balling. Just super good ballin'. right now. Balling. Hey, don't don't even get me started on Lori Marketin, man. Right? Ballin'. Right? Hey, we have a friend, shout out Jason List, who is a um, he is a Utah Jazz season ticket holder. And even after the every, trades, he kept the tickets. Every, yeah, even after the trades, he kept every single night. He sends me a text message about Larry <laughs> Markin and Ball. Yep. Either that or, or uh, are calling baby Dodgers. He baby calls Luca. Him, he calls him. He calls him Dirk like, 2.0. Look at baby, he's like Luca 2.0. That's what we thought he was. Dirk. We thought he was. We thought he was Dirk. I mean, I mean, you know, it is surprising, but. You know, I mean, when Laurie came into the league, we ended up getting him. We were we were pretty happy his rookie year. He ended up hitting I, I think he ended up hitting more threes than any other rookie in history at the time. I think he broke the record for that. He had had more threes than any other rookie. Like he was he was bowing his first year, but he never really yeah. could put it together. And this goes back to what Tim was saying with not developing talent and anything like this. This whole team, you know the way that they drafted everybody on here, like you said, it was a lot of, you know, you know, we're going to draft defense and we're going to do this. Okay. So they bring in Lonzo ball last year. Okay. And at the beginning of last season, we get this glimpse of what him and Alex Caruso can be. And I mean, it's incredible. They look amazing, but their whole identity was going to be. (laughs) Everybody did. I'm not even joking. Like yeah, he said Lonzo so, Ball. I'm like, oh my God, he is a bull. Yeah, he's the uh, ghost of Christmas past here that we don't have, unfortunately. Oh. So so you put all of your, your chips in that that defensive basket. And not to say that the Bulls are a terrible defensive team. They're not they're not bad, but actually pretty good defensively. They're pretty good defensively, yeah. But he is so much to that. Like he changes the entire dynamic of how this team is played. The problem here right now with this team is Zach Levine does not look like the same player he looked like right. last year. That is the yeah. biggest thing. DeMar DeRozan is balling. Like he looks Great. phenomenal. I won't, I won't, like I said, I'm never going to talk any smack about DeMar DeRozan again. Andre Drummond's playing well. And Andre Drummond, that I, I think that was a great pickup for them. Yeah. There's that. But this is not a team. This is a team that's making poor decisions down the stretch, you know, Vooch ended up missing two free throws. You got to hit those free throws. You know, if you are one of these guys uh, and, and Vooch is a great shooter too. That's the other thing that's, it's just baffling. Sometimes you have a bad game and things happen like that, but like that was, that was just an indictment on the entire organization. The other night they've lost what six out of the last seven. Yep. And six I haven't even checked seven. to see what they're doing right now against Boston. I don't think I want to, um, but well, they, yeah. You made the point you made, Sean, as far as like decisions down the stretch. I think one of the things that gets overlooked with this team is uh, last year they were so good in close games. Like, yeah, if it was like a four or five point game with a few minutes to go, like you felt pretty oh. good. 
and now it's just like completely like I think they're zero and seven in close games and clutch time. I mean, I mean, last year we had you know around this time the New Year's Eve heave and and then the game after it where he did the exact same thing the next game. Like, I mean, they had some really that was still to this day that is the greatest game that I have ever witnessed live uh, in front of anybody. That was a phenomenal basketball game because they they deserved to lose that game and Demar bailed them out, but. They got to do something. I don't know what it is. There is definitely, if I am, and we talked about this earlier in the year about whether it would be better this season to be the NBA champions or win the NBA draft lottery. And we both said win the NBA draft lottery, which is the whole point of playing basketball is to win a championship. So why are we saying things like that? Because this draft pick is so freaking special and he's a generational talent. And if I'm Chicago right now, and if this thing, if we're looking, you know, down uh, four weeks from now after Christmas, how good this team is. And if we're, if things are not clicking, I'm, I'm pushing the eject button on Levine. Like I'm cool. We've had our fun. Bye. That's fine. <laughs> Bye. We're cool. I can, I can live with that. We're, I've still, had, we're still friends. We're good. <laughs> we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. One thing that one thing that you're doing right now is you're thinking you're thinking long term future, and yeah, um, think about well, think about what Cleveland. Well, not even Cleveland. Cleveland, and then Miami, and then Cleveland, yeah. and then the Lakers. Like, think about what they got out of LeBron being, and and that's what they're comparing him to. Like, this is the most special pick in the draft since LeBron, basically. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. We, Go ahead. We all know that he's going to be special. So the some team is going to get him. We're going to watch. We're going to mess around and watch somebody. And you know, I'm not trying to you know get anybody in trouble here or not. But Golden State's going to somehow mess around, and somebody's going to get hurt, and they're going to tank, and then they're going to be the ones to get the pick somehow. And you're going to be like, really, man? Like the rich just keep getting richer. Well, the th- the thing is with this year, um, this this Bulls team is not going anywhere. They didn't do anything. They sat completely on their hands. They signed Drummond. They signed Levine to a, a deal. They locked him Hold in. On. That's great. So, go, yeah. That, that, let's not even talk about that. I don't. It's okay. Let's not even talk. Not even worth talking about. Here's, here's but, the issue you got, though, is that your your roster, even if you wanted to tank, I think your roster is too good. Too good to tank, yeah. To tank. <laughs> well, well we're, it, we're doing it somehow right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You take Levine off this. You got you put all the pressure on DeMar DeRozan. You put all the pressure on that. And and Vush. And they can't carry this team. It's not built to. Alex Caruso's not going to be here. Lonzo Ball may never play basketball again. I was going to say, is he is he due to come back anytime soon? No. So they no... say he's uh, supposed to be back this season, but there's no timetable. He just started no running timetable. in water. <laughs> what was wrong with him? A knee bruise. A knee bruise. There have been players that have but, had ACLs injuries who have come back. Come back time faster. Was well, ben, 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 just to let you know how bad this was. I mean, there was talk six, seven weeks ago that they said that he wasn't able to walk up steps for the whole summer. Yeah. When he That's how bad. Him. Yeah. 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 And he's had multiple surgeries. Oh, and yeah, yeah, he tore that Kawhi Leonard knee, huh? 
Right. Yeah. yeah. Kendrick Nunn's like, oh, dude, I get it. Believe me. I <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so every every little Jeez. piece of information that we have we have gotten from the media, it it sounds like whatever he has going on is being betrayed as something much less than it is, and it's really bad. So, I mean, if you can't, I mean, you think about us, all four of us. If we needed to walk some steps, we could walk some steps right now. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I agree with everything you're saying. But I do think if teams are going to reach out to them to potentially go into a rebuild, it's going to be for Demar. I I just think that teams are going to want him more. They're yep. going to know, like, first off, oh, he's, he he's got a better, he's got a be, he's got a better contract. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and teams that have a chance to make the playoffs are going to want Demar Derozan. But sure. but oh, here's yeah. but here's the thing, and I know I've I've already talked some smack about Zach Levine, so you know, not looking like he did last season. It's true. I think his surgery that he had over the offseason, I I. He he does not have the burst. He's not driving to the basket doing that kind of stuff. He's shooting the ball, and sometimes he's shooting the ball really well. And other times he's terrible. But you know, I look at someone like him, and and he's a guy, in my opinion, probably just needs to change the scenery right now. He needs to get out of where he's at. He's I don't I don't he he's always been cool with Demar. Like I think they're they're great together, but. I don't think that DeMar was supposed to be this good. This was supposed to be Zach Levine's team, and it's not. Yeah, It's not I, uh, Zach Levine's team. I tell you I tell you one thing, though. There is – if the Bill, the Bulls do move on from Billy Donovan, there is a school in Lexington where the fan base is craving having him take over the program. Oh, is, that would be something. That would be it something. It is getting very, very loud how much they would like to have that certain coach be replaced by Billy Donovan in Lexington. Very loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's talk about DeMar DeRozan's future teammate, guys. Um, Anthony Davis. <laughs> future teammate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which franchise it's going to be. It could be LA, it could be Chicago. We're going to find out down the road. Um, so, as we know, you know, it'd be hard to look overlook. Anthony Davis has really played tremendous, and LeBron James has been out of the roster. Uh, I did a TikTok on our channel yesterday. You can check that out, 40 Minutes Network, discussing it. Uh, the last three games, 30-plus, I mean, 15-plus rebounds in each of those games. Uh, you know, five blocks in those games together. And that's just a three-game stretch. If you go back, like, five, six games, he has been really, really good. Mm-hmm. And we have this conversation about him all the time. We have the same conversation. Is he going to stay on the court? And I'm not going there. My right. conversation I'm having here is, look, LeBron James is back likely this week. Um, they got Thomas Bryant back. They got Dennis Schroeder back. Westbrook has really done well in this six-man role, though I still don't think he'll end the year with LA if they can get a guy that can help them and get rid of that contract. Um, but Josh has said this for about a year now, and it's starting to look that way. And this is no slight on LeBron James by any means. But the question I have is, has AD finally arrived in LA? And what I mean by that is, is it finally the time that he's option one? Do they finally run their offense through him? And it's not even about three-point shooting. I don't care about the three-point shooting because his back-to-the-basket game is back to where it used to be in New Orleans, and it's been tremendous. I think it is. And, you know, LeBron's still going to break the scoring title, uh, whether he's he's a banana one or banana two. Um, but I think now, at this point, they're only going as far as Anthony Davis takes them. And I think he's been really – obviously, he's been really good. And the schedule's definitely been favorable in that time. But – you know, they were losing to those teams a lot of times earlier in the year. 
And mm-hmm. five and ten is still a big uphill climb to battle. They're only two games out of the play-in at the moment, but this is what they traded for. This is why you give up all those picks. This is why you give up those franchise, those young franchise cores for this, and you're finally seeing it. So, to answer my own question, I'll get all of you guys' thoughts on it. Yes, Anthony Davis needs to be option one for the Lakers to do anything from here on out, and LeBron builds off him to do LeBron things. Yeah, I don't even think that's. I don't even think that's close. Uh, we've said that. Pretty much since AD's been there, we've said that. Like, he <laughs> needs to be the guy. Like, like he needs to be the guy. The issue has been he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, the Westbrook move to the bench, I think, has been big for them. But it's also been big for them to raise his trade value, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. so. I mean, they, they, they put him on the bench. He's excelled in that role. They're giving him the same amount of minutes. But they're also raising his stock to say, oh, yeah. You can trade for this guy, and he can be a bench guy. Now, whoever's going to bite on that apple, I don't know. I don't know if anybody will because that contract's still <laughs> <ridiculous>. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's. I mean, shoot, that's a possibility. Um, but for Westbrook, and, it's happening. Yeah. Now, if that happens, uh, I think the Lakers definitely become that playoff team because DeRozan is a guy that. He, you know, it actually makes LeBron the third option because I would definitely go, you know, AD, then DeRozan, then LeBron. Um, you know, LeBron's still going to score his points. He's going to do his thing. But like we talked about before, like this needs to be Anthony Davis's team. Anthony Davis is 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 so skilled at what he does and all the things that he can do. Now that he's healthy, um, hopefully they can they can get back to where they were. Um, I think LeBron wants that. Um, LeBron, honestly, he's just playing for the scoring title and playing long enough so that he can play with Bronny. I mean, this is this is all he's worried about. You know, he don't care if he's the man or if he's not the man. Um, you know, so, uh, yes, I do agree. AD should be the guy, and I think that he is. Uh, I think he's playing that way now because he's healthy. Can I can I time capsule for a minute? Please yeah, do. That's okay. So we all know that in 2020 – that the Lakers won a title, right? And Mm -hmm. I know the roster was different, but the two mainstays on the top of that roster was LeBron and AD. And one thing that was special about that Lakers team was like the first true time where we saw LeBron basically play like a true point guard position. He wasn't as much playing point forward. He was more playing the point guard. So LeBron was averaging 25 and 10. That was his... That was his numbers. He won the assist title that year. Won the assist title. Anthony Davis was averaging 26 and nine. Um, He was also leading the team in steals and leading the team in blocks and um, shot over 50% from the field, you know, and what I saw in the bubble, the regular, that whole entire season up until the finals, what I saw was, the transformation of a team going from a team being led by LeBron to him passing the torch or the title to a younger guy who had some dog in him. And it looked like at that moment, like this team is going to be Anthony Davis's team moving forward. And it showed Um, Anthony Davis led them in scoring in the playoffs. He led them in scoring in the regular season. I know scoring doesn't tell the, the whole tell of leading a team, but like I said, he led the team in blocks. He led the team in steals. Um, He led the team in rebounds. 
Um, LeBron led the team in assists. So they had their one-two punch, and it was working. And then for whatever reason, the next year, I know guys were hurt. Um, I know, was it Davis only played 36 games? LeBron only mm-hmm. played 45 games. But um, I feel like they they still went away from that. And I don't know if it was because Davis wasn't healthy. I, I'm not really sure what it was. I just know that they didn't really play that much again. Then the next season came, same thing happened. LeBron only played 56 games and Davis only played 40. Um, so it's almost like we never really got back to seeing them in that, in that piece again. And now we have this season where it's Anthony Davis, 26 and 12. LeBron is basically 29, eight and seven. Um, and LeBron's not playing right now. But Davis has kind of moved back into that piece of where I felt like he was the, the primary and LeBron was the secondary. And I almost feel like if they just go back to that, that role, hey, LeBron's just going to run the point. We're going to put AD. He's going to be the go-to guy. Russ is going to come off the bench and play in spurts where LeBron's not there. And take this roster and build it around that. I think they got a shot at making a run and getting themselves back in the playoff contention. I really do. And I don't know why that's not – Go back to just go back and look at 2020 and just look at how you dominated games and just fix it. Just do that. I agree. Get shooters. I have I have no issues with the Lakers with the Lakers pick up Kemba Walker to come off the bench and just get some buckets. No issues whatsoever. Yeah. I I like I that. that. Um I th- ah, Josh, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think like if you're Darvin Ham, you look at what worked in the bubble, what worked that season. Granted, they had you know the Danny Greens, but I think the other thing too is that like when people are like, well, who's the third best player on that team? It was a different guy every night. Some nights it's Dwight yeah. Howard, some nights it's JaVale McGee, some nights it's Rondo, like some nights it's yeah. Caruso. Kuzma, I mean they. Yeah, they were good. Uh, do you remember the game six of the finals when like the starting lineup comes out and they're like, Alex Caruso starting. And I was like, Oh, they're going to win. You just kind of like, I was like, they're, 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 they came to play today. So that's because Caruso was just like a guy's guy, man. Like, yeah, he was, I would He's have a glue dude. I, every team that I, if I could get Caruso on my team, didn't matter what my roster was. Caruso's on my roster somewhere. Like I'm going. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think so too. Like I said, they're two games out of the play-in. Um, oh God, my headphones went out. Give me a second. Good timing. Hey, also while you're saying that, why does LeBron lead the team in minutes played? All right, I'm back now. Did I miss anything important? No, I was going to no, ask you, why good. does LeBron lead lead the team in minutes played? Uh, I don't know because at the pre the media day, Darvin Ham was like, "I don't need to be playing LeBron James playoff minutes in October," and it was like. Well, that's what you're doing. Um, <laughs> you're doing I, the opposite of what you said. But, you know, a lot of it's probably just because they don't have anyone else that can score. Like, I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if Scottie Pippen Jr. gets off his two-way, gets signed for the rest of the regular season, is getting minutes in this rotation. Matt Ryan is getting minutes in this rotation. Yes. Former three-time different colleges, Matt Ryan. Um, and Austin Reeves is, like, low-key kind of nice. Like, Balling. Dude, I thought he was pretty good. And he I watched balled. it last night, and he's, like, getting in his bag with some moves. Yeah, I'm like, he oh, okay. I see you, Austin Reeves. Um, anyone else want to add anything before we get to the final final segment? No, nah, yeah, we're good. 
All right. Well, I'm very excited to announce. So we wanted to kind of have like an open-ended conversation to end every show for now on. And so this is our new segment called The Full Court Heave. How this works is in our behind the curtains. One of us will bring up a topic. We each get a day to kind of think about it. And then we get together. We kind of all talk about it to end the show. So I started with the first Full Court Heave segment. I had the first question. And I want to go back to old 2019, a draft we all remember very well. Brought us a lot of NBA superstars, uh, future superstars, I should say, and had a lot of big personalities. But one particular one to bring up is Cleveland Cavaliers point guard Darius Garland. He's become an all-star, um, was very was injured his whole year at Vanderbilt, just about, I think he only played about 10 games, so mm-hmm. dropped a little lower in the draft. But this is the Zion Williamson-John Moran draft. This is Bull Bull's draft. This is Kobe White's draft. This is Jared Culver, who has definitely not panned out by any means. So, guys, whoever wants to go first, just let me know. But if you redo the 2019 NBA draft, where do you take Darius Garland? Oh, uh, um, I bet I think we all pretty much agree on where he goes. Yeah, I'm, I think I, I, yes. Yeah, I I would. I think he becomes a Nick. If you're looking at it, I mean that's yep. the third. So I think he's the third best player in this draft. And I'm and I looked through this draft earlier. I mean, I think Tyler Hero goes higher if you redraft it. For sure. Um, you know, oh, Tyler Hero's, Hero's a bull. Hero, Hero's top ten easy. He's a bull. Yeah. Yeah, he's a bull. You know, the guy uh, I was looking at in this draft is where does Jordan Poole go? Jordan Poole's another one. Top five. Keldon Johnson, who's actually playing well for the Spurs now, he goes higher. Bull, 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 bull. Oh, bull, bull. The one that got me was Eric Pascal. I mean, he's he's giving the freaking Warriors great minutes. I think he's on the Jazz now. Oh yeah, he what? is. He, but he, but he was. He was yeah, he, with he, the he Warriors. Was, he was giving them yeah. good minutes. All right. I mean, you yeah, look I, at Cam Johnson and Phoenix. Yeah. Like these guys are all balling. Yeah. So this is this knowing is what we know draft. now. Knowing, yeah, yes. I mean, I'm gonna, yeah, I, I mean, I'm gonna have to say now. Do you guys? Would you guys take with all of the time that Zion Williamson has has missed over the last year? Are we still taking Darius Garland three? I am taking him two. You're taking him two. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So are you, you built this. You, you, so, so, I already see so, where Tim's going with this. So 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 this is this is what you did here. You, 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 you did this just to do a hot take. Not necessarily. I mean, you know, get a, get a couple, get a couple angry people. Sure. But my thought process behind it is um, knowing everything we know now, looking mm-hmm. at this draft class, Zion Williamson missed a year. And yeah, I like, agree. Darius Scarlin missed time this year because he got punched in the eye or whatever, like back there. Yeah. 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 You know, he's shown the ability, like Steph Curry invited him to work out with him. Obviously, that shows so much and how much better he got. Um, this is no slight on Zion Williamson because, you know, if we there's a full reason we were so excited about him going number one, and I'm so excited about him as a player. But I can count on Garland to be on the court most nights. Um, and I think that that means a lot. So I think Memphis probably gets him at two if you redo this draft. And I think Jago's mm-hmm. one. Uh, to New Orleans, and I think that works out either way for New Orleans because a John Morant, Brandon Ingram would be super fun together. Uh, this oh is God, all like, yeah! 
an alternate universe conversation, obviously. But if you watch oh. the Marvel movies, everything's alternate universe now. Uh, so I, I got to ask. So where would you put Zion on this list then? Where does three. he go? He three. goes to three. Okay. Even with he's, the year off. Yeah. He's just worth it. He's worth the risk and the upside. Um, yeah. And yeah. I, no one can blame anyone for taking him at one. And, you know, you got to stay with it. But now, if you would have asked me this question, uh, maybe like in May of last year or this year, just this May of this year, I I would agree with you. But Zion has been so good this year when he is playing and the Pelicans are are not bad. Really good. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I – I can see I can see where you're putting him. If you're going to, I get it. There's definitely an argument for that right now. Especially, like I said, if you would have talked to me in May last year or this year, Darius Garland 100 percent is is going to in this draft, without a doubt. And he's he's had a hell of a year too. So but yeah, yeah, he's two or three, depending on uh, there's a couple things you gotta look at. I just I thought about it after the 51 point game against Minnesota, where I was like, man, I wonder if you yeah. can do that. Ooh. Like I was like Ooh. Okay, so I knew he was really good. Obviously, I really like him a lot. Um, didn't love him coming out of Vanderbilt. Was really worried about the fact he only played seven games for a bad Vanderbilt team at that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Ben, you've been down there. You know how miserable that court is to play on. Yes. Um, it's the worst court I've ever oh, seen oh, in my what, life. What What is what is so bad about the Vanderbilt court? Sean, the benches are underneath oh, the basket. Underneath the basket. The fans are like way back there. Yeah. Like it's almost like the old Hoosier Dome, how far back they are from it's, the court. It's awful. Yeah. Interesting. It's, it's, it's atrocious. Um, what, why is it so bad? Well, there's no home court advantage a, at Vanderbilt. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't, it doesn't have a college feel. Like it's, you know, usually in a college gym, like the fans are right there. They're cheering. They're right on top of you. Your benches are on normal sides, but. You know, you watch a kid check into the game. He's checking in under the baseline. Like, what the heck is this? Like, he's like running half oh. a mile to get in. Yeah, he's gonna run a half a mile up the sideline to check into the game. I'm like, what the? What in the I, world? Uh, I'm I'm looking at the pictures of it. This is a very different setup. <laughs> yeah, Memorial Gymnasium. Okay, yeah. all right. I was unaware. Hey, why, Tim? Why you guys are talking? I just kind of browsing and I'm looking. So the Bleacher Report did a redraft of the 2019 draft last year. Interesting. And then they and then they did a redraft of it again this year. Oh, okay. And and last year they had Darius Garland going number 11. Well, that looks bad. And then this year they <laughs> have him going third. I was going to say, yeah, that's 11, not a good look. <laughs> 11, 11 last year, third this year. Three, I was like, even last year, the way he was playing, I would have already moved him up the draft boards. Yeah, he wouldn't have been 11. Um, God. Who the heck is Bleacher Report? I mean, he was an all-star for, for, for God's sakes last year. Right. I mean, like, it, it wasn't like he was just out there just like, – he was balling. Like, he was right. legit balling. So, in my mind, it goes Ja, Garland, Zion – I'll still go RJ. I'll go Jordan Poole, Tyler Hero. I might put Bull Bull at seven. I don't have that in front of me. Yeah, um, no, I see what you're saying. But granted, that's the Bulls pick. So Bull Bull on the Bulls would have been <laughs> hilarious. But they wouldn't have developed him. It wouldn't have mattered. No, the Bull, he, Bull, he wouldn't have played. He was. You remember yeah. the reason he dropped to the second round was his foot. Yeah. yeah. Um, but knowing what we know now, 
you know, of course, like he's been like great. He's been terrific. At times, Orlando used him as a point guard. So, yeah. all right, Ben, if you had to go, what, what, how would how, what, how would your how would your rose how would you go? What would your order look like? Um, I, yeah, I still keep Zion one. I just think okay. that the impact when he came out. The impact that he had um, just on the Pelicans in the league in general, how everybody was so excited about him and what he could do. And I mean, he, I know he missed a year, but uh, his his impact is still it was still huge on, on where they drafted him. So I still to keep him one. I'd keep Ja two, but I definitely would move. I'd move Garland up to three. Um. So I would, yeah, those would be my that would be one, two, three, and then I'd move Tyler Hero up. Um, probably to four or five. Would you rather have pole or hero? Mm, hero. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, hero. All right. Anyone else want to throw theirs in before we get out of here? Their thought process, the order? I think we're all pretty – I mean, minus one or two picks here and there. I think we're all pretty – I feel like in this – the way this would have went was Jordan Poole would have went to Cleveland – with like the fifth pick. And then we don't see the same Jordan pool that we saw in golden state because he doesn't get developed the right way. Cause he doesn't, I know get, that sounds, yeah. I think we don't get golden to swim state, in his Jordan pool pool. No, in his pool pool. <laughs> and then I think for us, I think for us as bulls fans, it would look, it would look really cool for us to look back at this and say, we, you know, we, we have the luxury of picking somebody like a cam Johnson, a Lou Dort or a Kelton Johnson instead of what we actually did. Oh, okay. You're right. I take that back. I take Kel Johnson at seven for, over the, for the Bulls. Yeah. Not Bobo. Bobo still goes probably like in the lottery, but yeah, that was a little high. That Kelton was a little Johnson insane. Is legit. Yeah. I think the Kiel Alexander Walker might be able to make a case to be up a little yep. higher too with what he's doing in yep. Utah. So yeah, I agree with that. It's a fun draft. Um, so that was the first full court heave. Uh, it doesn't have to be a draft conversation every time, but I thought it'd be a fun way to start it. Uh, Josh. Since you, uh, I'm trusting you with next week's full court heave. So think of something. Okay. Give us some heads up so we can do some research and we'll have some fun with it. So, with that being said, I uh, hope everyone had a lot of fun hanging out with us tonight. I really enjoy, like I said, when the four of us have a chance to get together, it's always a fun show. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Please make sure to whatever podcast subscription choice you are. So podcast app subscribing subscription of choice to give us a nice solid five-star review goes a long way for us against the algorithm. Uh, please make sure to take a second. If you're watching this on YouTube, take two seconds to subscribe to the channel. It's going to help us out so much. And lastly, as I say each and every week, if you want to support the brand 48 minutes, basketball network.merchmake.com. I finally ordered mine. It's on the way. So hopefully I have it by next week's show and I can show it off. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, check out 48minutesnetwork.com for all the local college basketball stuff as well as our NBA topics. And our TikTok is heating up. Mm. Follow us on TikTok, 48 Minutes Network. If you're not on there, we are giving conversations, daily videos with some with a thought or two on the NBA and college. I may basketball even break out. Of, I may even break out a dance or two on TikTok. I may. Mm. He does. He does. It's true. Please, please. hit that Tyrone <laughs> Biggums on him, Ben. Hit that Tyrone <laughs> Biggums. So thank you all for hey, hanging baby. out. Have a great oh. Thanksgiving, and we will see you all next week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.